For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. gentlemen i am your host blake rufino this is are you serious sports we hope all of you are making it a good one we know that we are as well huge show in store for you here tonight r-e-l-a-x when it comes to recruiting um r-e-l-a-x relax lsu has been in these positions before LSU has been in positions where um, a lot of times they've been rolled out. And then about a month later, you're just kind of like, oh, well, my bad, yo. And see, if the media were to ever do what the fans do, see, the fans have now, well, dude, I'm just a fan. No, when you say things, you got to hold yourself to accountable too. <laughs> I learned that out very early in my career as it is the six-year anniversary uh, that AYS launched. Kind of funny, we did episode 800. And thank you to Facebook Memories. I would not have remembered it, that we, uh, or I, don't know why I said we because nobody was really there in the very, very beginning. Uh, but when I launched AYS, six years it doesn't feel that it, it feels like it went by quick you know I got married in that time frame had two kids in that time frame nevertheless <clears throat> it's been really fun three national titles in six years it's been one hell of a ride 
here is two, and I guess uh, which is water. I can show you that it's water in this red solo cup. Um, cheers to everybody that makes that happen. I thank you so much. Um, any whom, relax. I do feel a little worried about what's going on at corner. We'll discuss that. For whatever reason, Michigan people are taking little pot shots at LSU. We'll discuss that. Brian Kelly gives an update, his off or bye week update, which left a lot of fans a little um, discouraged, I think is a really good word. We'll touch on that as well. Zach Nagy joins us at 730. Looking forward to always having Zach on. Always brings the heat. Uh, Talk to him about LSU. What it does he think about what Brian Kelly said today? We'll talk a little Army recap, a little Alabama. Might go around the SEC. Oh, and by the way, we're going around the SEC when Zach leaves us. But nevertheless, we do have a lot to discuss. A whole hell of a lot to discuss. So why, you know, quite truthfully, I do believe that now I am a might be an Ohio State homer if, you, if Michigan is going to take those little pot shots at LSU. Nevertheless, you're probably asking yourself, Blake, what what is Michigan doing? Well, we'll talk about it more probably a little bit after the break, but they're bringing up, well, uh, Michigan is, you know, they're trying to steal signs. LSU stole money from a hospital. They never stole money from a hospital. Not once. Nevertheless, the money that a rogue booster gave a father in a no-show job, which what is what it was, $124,612 and some odd cents, which was taken, LSU then, after they found out, partnered up with a hospital and gave him $50 million. (laughs) The guy was then persecuted and charged and then persecuted, served felony jail time. LSU had a reduction in scholarships. LSU had to forfeit wins. LSU had to... Or, or were limited to, limited to Ed Orgeron was limited to certain times he couldn't talk to recruits. LSU paid the penalty. What Michigan's doing has nothing to do with LSU. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. You want to talk about LSU that's been punished for the last five years. Well, it's not my fault that your coach keeps doing stupid shit. Don't act like he didn't know when the... I don't care that Ohio State scored on the video that was leaked. Oh, well, they're still in sides, but they still scored on the touch. It doesn't matter. Don't... Why why are you... LSU has nothing to do with Michigan. The only thing that you should be mad about with LSU is that Les Miles didn't come to your program, and you should be thanking Joe Oliva and company for keeping that stupid-ass son of a gun around as long as they did. Meanwhile, you try to duplicate it by hiring Brady Hoke. Like, man, LSU is just on the outside. People in Louisiana are on the outside like, hey, man, what, like, what are you targeting us for? I see my buddy Elks from Rafino and Joe Show. He's always in Rafino and Joe Show. He's in here. He's an Ohio State uh, Ohio State fan. Um, so, you know, Ohio State fans and LSU fans don't really get along. National title game. Uh, Joe Burrow is a big reason. 
You know, that we draft a lot. The Saints draft a lot of Ohio State players instead of LSU people, which, by the way, leads me to which we'll lead the show off with in a Rafino's rant. Uh, Chris Olave was arrested. Chris Olave was arrested. Um, I don't really want to spend much time on this, but we will. Um, spending a little bit of time on it. Just very quickly, and this goes for everybody. I keep seeing everybody and their mom on Twitter and social media saying, it's a rogue cop. He was doing a 75 and a 35. That's 40 miles over the speed limit. The law in Louisiana, if you're going that fast over the speed limit, it's considered reckless driving. If you've been on this show a long time or it's your first time, let me just peel back a layer of the onion as someone who's been around the law for the last decade. That is an arrestable offense. Just because he's a Saints player means nothing. I don't care that he said, hey, I'm a Saints player. Sure, everybody wants to get out of not getting arrested. I'd be doing the same thing. The cop would be doing the same thing. If the cop were the one that would have been pulled over, he would be the first one showing the badge. Everybody knows that. But saying, should you have done... I I saw uh, Nick Underhill post... Should he have, all, all, should they have done all that for a traffic ticket? It's not a traffic ticket. He made a boneheaded decision, a very stupid decision. And by my account, that is at minimum his second time where he's speeding at least 30 miles over the speed limit. So, yeah, you can't go through Kenner, bruh. Speeding, that is a a death sentence. You cannot do that. So he spud, he got arrested. Okay, he's out. He's probably going to get dropped. Okay, he made a mistake. Do you understand how many times that happens in America every single day? Smaller parish, like a Tanchebahoe, which we're close to, they get over 3 million calls for service patrol unit-wise, a year. Three million. Now divide that by 365, and that's how many calls patrol deputies make on a single day. I'm not here to defend the cop. I'm not here to to defend Chris Olave. Do I think he should have been given a summons? If you want to know what a summons is, it's a form of, of an arrest. Okay, he can be issued a summons. He doesn't have to be put in cuffs and brought to jail. Sure, give him the summons. Take his driver's license. Get, let him call somebody to come get him. Let Derek Carr, that's the least Derek Carr could do because he's been overthrowing him all season long. The least Derek Carr could do is come pick him up and bring him home. I think it's going to be a little bit of a spicy show. I think it's going to be a little bit of a spicy show i did have somebody and i see it right here which made me think about it brody dupree says he went full chameleon air they see me rolling they hating patrolling and trying to catch me riding dirty so what he shouldn't be doing that a road cop the cop let me just very quickly A cop cannot see you at night inside the car and know who you are. 
Not when you're going that fast and he catches you speeding. I'm sorry. He does not know that that's Chris Olave. Unless he's Superman and has x-ray fucking vision, he cannot see you through the car. So I see a lot of Saints media defending something, which I don't really have a problem with. If you have more intel, well, then go out and give the intel. So what can police release the arrest video? Well, the cop said, and I don't care. Okay. Like, don't get onto somebody. All this for traffic. It's not a fucking traffic ticket. I saw it all day long. It, it, it's absurd. It is absurd. You and me, the same thing would happen. And then when an unfortunate event like which Chris Olavi was not drinking, he wasn't doing anything like that, okay, this is his second offense in doing it. If this were anybody else, Henry Ruggs, okay, who have had incidents like this before, you start asking questions. Hey, man, you need to slow it down. I'm not siding with anybody, but you got to take the facts for what they are. They released the body cam footage because they knew everything was correct. The reason the police, I'm spending way too much time on this, the reason the police released the video that quickly is because of how clean it went. Chris Olave did what he needed to do. Yes, sir. No, sir. He tried to get out of the ticket. We all do that. One time, you know, I, I, if my wife's in the car, cops pull us over, show them your titties. Show them a nipple. Do something. Hell, I'll show them my titties. All right, completely off the rails. We got a lot to discuss. You're here to talk LSU. I know that. I know that, and we'll do that. So let's let's get that rolling. We got a lot to discuss about LSU. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all those social media groups. Share to all of those social media pages. If you're listening to us on YouTube, like, subscribe, and notification bell wherever you listen to podcast. So close to that 2 million, man. If you, if look, Everybody, stop what you're doing. If you're listening on audio podcast, hit the like button. Give us a star rating. Do your boy a solid. Do your boy a solid. If you're watching us on Fubo TV, welcome, welcome, welcome. And we're glad you're here with us. All right. I know. 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 Comments are out of control now. <laughs> Comments are out of control. I know. Dane Bergeron, you know, just choked T-Bob at Whiskey and Wine. He sent me the video. Says, damn, Blake, I'll have nightmares tonight. <laughs> Anthony B. Saint says, Blake, not the man boobs. <laughs> Show him them titties. Show him them titties. Hey, man, for a state, hold on. Before you overreact to what I just said, before you overreact, us as a state literally 
go and celebrate a thing called Mardi Gras. And we literally said, you know, everybody, when you go to a parade, show them titties. You know that and I know that. Don't you get mad at me. <laughs> All right. All right. We got to go. We got to go. Let's talk about our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. Our good friend Tyler Alexander over at EXP Realty. Don't go anywhere. We're talking a lot of LSU. What does it mean that these guys in the DB room are out potentially? Still got another week. Well, more than a week and a half. We're going to talk about that. We do that next. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. He will sell your house and find you anew. Well, Tyler's the man, he's here for you. If you want to buy or sell, well, it's not too late. Dial 955-0008. Just call 955-0008. Y'all call Tyler, he'll shoot you straight. We're back. A little blank screen there for a second. All right. <clears throat> we got a lot to discuss LSU-related-wise. Today, and we'll get to some recruiting before Zach Nagy at 7.30 joins us. So today, Brian Kelly, bye week, did his bye week press conference. First question asked, Wilson Alexander off the top rope, our guy. He asks about Zy Alexander. Brian Kelly says that he's going to miss some time along with Makai Wingo. Let's start at corner. I will get to Makai Wingo in a minute. I don't, I would be shocked. Now, I could be wrong here, but I would be shocked if Zy Alexander plays another down this year. Okay? I don't like where the injury is. I don't like what normally happens when you start holding your knee and when they start checking things and you have to start missing time. At best case scenario, it's a meniscus. You know, at best case scenario, they have not divulged that injury to us yet. Like I say with injuries, because Brian Kelly said that he's going to be open with them, open with them because of everything going on in the sports gambling world, I'm going to let him do that because I don't want to get the phone call in reference to, why are you talking about our players being out? Well, Coach, they are out. We know that they're out. You know that they're out. But we're playing a little bit of gamesmanship here. Remember that word. But then Brian Kelly would go on to say that five-star, our former five-star corner, uh, five-star corner Denver Harris and Deuce Chestnut are basically quote-unquote inactive. Guys, read between the lines. It's not grades. It's other things. 
Now, you can go to whatever show you want to. You can listen to whatever you want to. I, in my personal opinion, am going to give you what I believe to be the facts. It's time to grow up a little. Your team, something bigger than yourself needs you. Something bigger than yourself needs you. You can put this on Brian Kelly all you want to, meaning Denver Harris, Deuce Chestnut, you can. But there has been history on both players. Go read any article you want to that's not published by me that there have been time where there have been issues with both of these players at other places. Now you could say, well, Blake, why do you take the risk? Well, for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You were assuming that the talent would overweigh the risk of what was going on. Maybe you can help them in this environment right now. Right now, it seems like that has not happened. Does not mean that it's not going to happen come kickoff time. Brian Kelly is a lot of things. Being conventional is one of them. Sometimes when you play a game like this, you do got to um, hold your cards pretty close to the vest. Now, I'm not saying that Denver Harris and Deuce Chestnut are going to come back, that they're going to play against Alabama, but let's go based off of what Brian Kelly said today in his press conference. He was the one that came out and alluded to those guys not being available against Alabama. He would go on to say that we're going to have to rely on a lot of freshmen on the opposite side of a former safety in Sage Ryan, guys like Jeremiah Hughes, JV and Tommy Taviano, and Ashton Stamps that will be here. Now, regardless of how good or and or quote, quote unquote, bad, I think that those guys are. I don't think any of them are bad by any stretch of the imagination. I think a lot of them, but all three of them can play. What I don't like, okay, is that you're going up against Alabama and guys like Jermaine Burton who, in their passing attack, all they want to do is beat you deep. If a corner on last year's team would have gone down, well, you have another senior that can come in. That's not happening here. You're going to have to rely on three true freshmen and LaTerrence Welsh to rotate in there and say, look, guys, this is yours. This is yours. And regardless of what happens, we need you guys to step up. Now, if Denver Harris, Zy Alexander, Deuce Chestnut, whoever in the Rudy Poo it is, can't go against Alabama. Here's what you're going to have to do. Alabama, of 133 teams in FBS, Alabama is 132nd in the country and sack rate at 14%. If you want to win this game, meaning, guys, they're, the second, they're almost dead last in sack rate, meaning their offensive line has played a Duke water. They've been really bad at times. They've gotten better the last two weeks, but they've been really bad at times. 
Harold Perkins, uh, uh, Braden Swenson, Mason Smith, Jordan Jefferson. I am still skeptical if Makai Wingo can come back. I do find it um, interesting. I think that you would have to, you're going to have to hold Makai Wingo back and fight him off to not play in this game. But even if he does or doesn't go, if he's there, you need him. Because your front four, your front seven, along with Harold Perkins, who let's call him what he is, guys. He's a nickel safety. You're going to have to get to Jalen Milrow. If you want a chance to win this game, I don't want to hear. Let me tell you what I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear, Blake, Alabama's offense is horrible. Sounds good. The last time you saw Ashton Stamps and LaTerrence Welsh, they did not play to the performance or have the performance that they would have wanted against Ole Miss, and you saw what happened. Things have changed, and I've even admitted things have changed. But when you do have freshmen that are out there, freshmen make mistakes, and in a game like this, can you have that many mistakes? Here's the flip side of that coin. You have two weeks to prepare these three guys, four guys, really. You're going to all four of them, and you're saying something very simple. You have two weeks. Whichever guy plays, guys play the best, they're going to play. They're going to play. And you go to Sage Ryan and you say, listen, I know that we're going to have to put you on an island, but guys, you're going to have to put him on an island. You're going to have to go after Jalen Milrow all night long. This passive aggressive, now you hadn't been doing it in the last 10 quarters, but this passive aggressive Sitting on your heels BS is not going to work against them. The teams, Texas, the teams, A&M, the teams, Tennessee in the first half, that have had success, what do they do? They bring the heat. Also, let me take a sip of the red cup here, the red solo cup here before I say this. You want to talk about Heisman moments? To Jane Daniels, this is it. Like, this is this is a this is as big of a moment in college football, regardless if you root for LSU or not. This is as big of a moment as any Heisman contender has had all year. You're on the road. At the Death Star, against the greatest college coach of all time. You are the best offensive team in the country. Defensively, you are struggling. LSU walks out of Bryant-Denny Stadium because number five went nuclear. Right? Because he, he, he went nuts. It's not just him that's got to go nuts. You know, we talk about Jane Daniels. We talk about can he live up to the Heisman moment? And it's true. He, he, can he? I think that he can. I know that he can. We saw that he could a year ago. 
But the this is an entire offensive game plan here. Do I want LSU to come out swinging and guns a-blazing? You're damn right I do. You're damn right I do. Go out there offensively and punch them in the damn mouth. It's like in uh, – and some of our audience won't get this reference, but it's like in uh, Avengers Infinity War where, look, you might have all these deficiencies even though you got the best tech known to man – you still can make Thanos bleed. Texas made him bleed all over the place, Pauls. But the bottom line is, you, I, regardless of what Brian Kelly said today, you can beat them. Did, quite honestly, didn't expect to have to come out here and talk this much. Alabama was completely not wanting to spend this much time on this. But fuck it. You can go out there and beat them. I see your um, – what's the word I'm looking for? It's Because it's not pessimism. I see your worry, worriness. I see that you're worried. Uh, guys, I'm more you, – you can ask my wife. Maybe she doesn't see it or maybe, she, maybe I, it's internally. Every game that LSU plays, I'm worried. Every single one of them. The butterflies in my stomach. It's going to be twofold in a couple Saturdays. Last year, I, I was walking all over the place. The bottom line is you can still beat them. We need a lot of people to grow up. You've been here over a half a year. Some of you, like JV and Toviano, some of you have been here Damn, they're coming up on an entire year. Jaden Daniels has to go off. These receivers have to go off. And quite frankly, you got to go to your O-line and say, be more man than them. Yeah, they have a good front. Yeah, it's probably before you, until you play A&M, it's the best front or one of the best fronts that you've seen. But I do know that this O-line's gotten better. And if they can halt... Guys like, excuse me, Jared Verse, who's an amazing pass rusher, you got to go take the fight to them. So, I, yes, do I worry and care that you have three freshman corners on the outside opposite of, of Sage Ryan? Yeah, because you have a team that all that they want to do is complete balls down the field. What does Brian Kelly have for his former OC? Does he can can he give some insights into to Matt House and saying, "Hey man, Tommy really likes doing this in this situation." Not saying he is going to do it, but just having this in the back of your mind. Have it in the back of your mind right there and say to yourself, "Hey man, I've been around this guy more than anybody in coaching." To some extent, over the last 10 years, Brian Kelly has been around Tommy Reese more than anybody on the planet, right? More than anyone, more than his wife, more than his children. Coaches spend more time on the field away from their families than with their families. We got so long and so long to talk about this. It's why we're not talking X's and O's and all this kind of stuff. 
Jane Daniels is your king. Maybe this is going to be a bad analogy. Jane Daniels is your car. That O-line and every other piece around him is that engine. Or maybe the opposite. Maybe Jane's the engine and everybody else around him is the, the car. But you get, you get the analogy that I'm trying to make here. It may just be me. You can still go out there and whip, and whip that ass. Fuck them. I, I see everybody in the mama. I got 72 DMs on Twitter. What about this guy? What about what's going on here? What's going Guys, I get it. Let's go whip their ass. Like, let's go whip that ass. Oh, Blake, we don't have the person. The bullshit you don't. The bullshit you don't. Man up with them and say, bring that shit here, boy. As DC Young Fly would say. Pause. All right. Yes, I'm fired up. Yes, I'm pissed off. Michigan people should have stayed out of my uh, my DMs. I, I do want to read this before we get to uh, Zach Nagy. Now, the latter part I don't agree with. But he says, Santa Claus, cousin calls, no faults. Doesn't matter, Tigers by 17. I do appreciate the super chat. I do appreciate the super chat. Ingrid, I do hope that that is that we answered your question. I do hope that we answered your question. All right. Let's get rolling. Let's talk to our good buddy, Zach Nagy. We talked to him. What does he think about what's going on in the corner? What's going on with Makai Wingo? What does he think of the game? What does he? Th- where does he think of the state of this program is going into Alabama? Once we're done with Zach, I know I put recruiting uh, update in there. I'll, we'll talk a little b- recruiting. Bernard, uh, uh, Bernard Causey committed today. What does that mean for the Tigers? And then we'll go around your SEC to, to close it out. Talk about our good friend Carol Falls over at State Farm. Our good friends over the Drake Williams Law Firm. DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. Don't go anywhere. Zach Nagy, Sports Illustrated, next. By the Drake Williams Law Firm. DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. Guys, you might know my good friend Carol Falls and all the great service that he provides over at State Farm. He is your good neighbor after all. But did you know State Farm has surprisingly great rates as well? Along with a great neighbor service, State Farm agent Carol Falls has surprisingly great rates for everyone inside the state of Louisiana. So call him today at 985-395-4300, 985-395-4300 for all of those surprisingly great rates on auto, home, and life insurance needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there and individual premiums will vary by customer 
all applicants subject to the State Farm underwriting requirements. Zach Nagy, LSU Country, is our guest. He's been joining us every week here during the football season. Um, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Brian Kelly met with the media today, Zach, and pretty much said, hey, man, we're relying on all freshmen on the opposite side of Sage Ryan. Uh, when he said that, I guess your thoughts uh, to Brian Kelly stating that. Before I even get into any of that, I want to say congratulations on six years, by the way. Thank Super you. Super sick accomplishment. Really Thank proud you. of you. That's awesome. One of my favorite podcasts to come on. So congratulations to you guys. AYS I appreciate is obviously it, the stuff. But to get to what Brian Kelly said, man, yeah, it, it's hard to not be discouraged by by what he said. Uh, this Alexander news is not really surprised. You saw him go off the field super gingerly, couldn't put much weight on that foot right. for the most part. So that didn't really come as a surprise. You know, you take the bye week, get healthy, see what the report is on him next week. The Makai Wingo information was a little interesting to me. Just kind of sticking on the injury report for now. Agreed. Um, he's been battling a lower body injury for a little bit now. And for the most part, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't really expect him to not be practicing at this point. I thought he would just take the bye week and – or, sorry, take the Army week and then start to get back into a groove. But, look, sticking with the cornerback room, like you said, man, yeah, it, it's super challenging. You have Sage Ryan, who's not necessarily a corner. Obviously, he's a defensive back, kind of a Swiss Army knife, can work nickel, safety, corner, kind of a jack-of-all-trades type of guy. But – I mean, look, you're, you're going to be working with some some true freshmen here. Jeremiah Hughes, Ashton Stamps is working his way back from a minor groin injury that he's been nursing. So is it a concern? Look, man, I'd be lying here. I, I'd like to be transparent when I talk to you and, and on this podcast in general. So, sure, it's, it's certainly a, an area of concern. Tell me if I'm wrong here, okay? But from the last Saturday that Makai Wingo played, to the potential next Saturday that he could. Zach, we're talking about three weeks. Correct. And the interesting part about it is that when Brian Kelly kind of discussed Makai Wingo's status, it kind of is a thing where he's been nursing this injury the entire season and playing through it. And now did something, did he tweak it again? Did, did something get worse? I'm not quite sure why his status would kind of be in jeopardy when the plan all along was to take the bye week or take the army week take the bye week, and then be ready for Alabama. So, which, sure, maybe which, be ready for Zach, the Alabama To really week. interrupt you doesn't mean he's got to practice even during Bama, right? Like, I mean, he could be nursed yeah. back. So, like, hey, man, we're coming up close to a month until the next time that he would have to play, re- actually play. Is this more – do I – because, Zach, and I'm sorry I re- really interrupt you, but I feel like it's more serious than he let on. Am, am I wrong there? Like – He's super vague when he gives his injury reports. I kind of, at this point, I call them availability reports just because, you know, sometimes it's injury stuff. Sometimes it's inactive stuff with, you know, Denver Harris and Deuce Chestnut. You know, you never know really what it's going to be. So I just call them availability reports. And when I look at the Makai Wingo situation, man, I just look at it as like maybe at this current state in time or this moment in time, he's not healthy. Come next week, man, I'd be shocked to not see Makai Wingo on that field. So I, you think Brian Kelly's a, playing a little gamesmanship? He could be playing games. I don't want to go down that path necessarily, but maybe mm. at this point in time, he's just not ready. But come next week, ramp things up and give it a go at Bama. I'd be shocked, man. I I couldn't imagine Makai Wingo, you know, tweaking it even worse. But look, what, who knows? I uh, appreciate that, Jason. All right, so let's go to Denver Harris and... <sighs> Deuce Chestnut. I, I I don't 
The Deuce Chestnut stuff at this point, Zach, does not surprise me in the slightest. I've pretty much written him. I, I don't want to say written him off in the sense of that he can't play, but written him off in the sense of that, hey, man, I, I'm ex- fully expecting him not to play the entire rest of the year. Denver Harris. I don't, think it's, I don't think that's wrong, by the way, but continue. Uh, Denver Harris as well. Zach, if if Denver Harris, if he would have always just been at LSU, I'd been like, okay, like what's really going on there? You know, like is there really, you know, is Brian Kelly just trying? Is it tough love? Like, what, like what's going on with this? But then I start asking the question, like, hey man, this would be the second time that you've had issues at programs. How much is it a Zaya? I mean, a, a Denver Harris thing versus maybe Brian Kelly saying, hey, my way or the highway as some have alluded to. No, I mean, that's that's valid judgment in, in that aspect, just because, you know, you brought in four cornerbacks via the transfer portal. Right. None of them are available right now. You don't <laughs> have Denver Harris. You don't have J.K. Johnson. You don't have Deuce Chestnut. And you don't have – you're, you're down you're, – you're 0 for 4 right now. And kind of sticking on what you were saying about the Denver Harris saga, look, part of me in the back of my mind was just thinking, okay, maybe this is just an extremely tight leash. Maybe he misses a study session. Maybe he misses this. And immediately Brian Kelly's like, I warned you, I told you, if you if you do this incorrectly, I'm going to, you know, disciplinary action will be the type of thing. Um, and that's the, that's the only thing that I could even imagine. I'm not sure if he took it up another level and, and did, did something worse. But, you know, man, the only thing that I can think of is strictly, strictly disciplinary action. And, and that's really just about it. And you could probably say the same thing about Deuce Chestnut as well. Denver Harris is going to be a week by week case. Who knows if, who knows what's going to happen long term, but. Look, bottom line, it's it's a horrible situation to be in with this cornerback room, like you were kind of alluding to. <sighs> All mm-hmm. right. So, Zach, I, I do think it's a problem, okay, that if those three freshmen are playing against out – like, I, I, I don't care how bad they are offensively. Saban is the master of attacking your weakness. Your, your main burden is still a problem. He's like, still a problem. That's however right. You wanna, however you want to, like, dissect this – at the end of the day, you're still going to have weapons going up against true freshmen in Tuscaloosa. If it was here, look, I'll try to find excuses. If it was here, maybe it'd be a little bit better. Man, you're going to Tuscaloosa as a true freshman. These are 18-year-old kids. And it's a challenging situation to go in. But, look, again, continue, man. This is what, you, this is what I think you do. you got to tell Sage Ryan that he's going to be out, he's gonna have to flip the field, meaning the freshman corners are on LSU's sideline at all times. Like, I mean, you, you're going to have to do small little integral things like that. But the big thing is for me, Zach, this D-line, like, hey, man, you want to talk – okay, last two weeks, last three weeks, kind of, people have been saying, oh, well, they're getting better. They're getting better. Well, Alabama is 132nd at 133 teams in sack rate. If mm-hmm. you can't get home on Jalen Milrow, then we do have a problem. Like, you're going to have to step up here. Uh, when you – is this game coming down to the can the D line Harold Perkins and company step up and help this defense? Like, is this make or break time? See, the last part is where I make or break is tough for me, but at the same time, you know, I agree with you. Like you said, their offensive line, with all due respect, is not very good. Right. And you and I the other day we were talking about Caden Proctor or whatever, how he's just getting absolutely he got absolutely abused by what Landon Jackson? Yeah, Landon Jackson, we three about? three and a half sacks or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and insane. So you kind of look at this in the sense of if your defensive line, Mason Smith, assuming Mikai Wingo's healthy, and company, obviously Harold Perkins as well, if your playmakers can't make plays against a struggling offensive line, 
you're going to have just an absolutely horrible day. It's, it's going to be a tough day at the office. So to what you're saying, look, your, your offensive, your, your defensive line is going to have to get home to take pressure off of the secondary because we know that if they go through the air, it's going to be tough. So you need your guys like Mason Smith, Perkins, get get home, get to the quarterback, and, and you know, do that in, in that aspect. It's got to be done. It has to be done. I don't know, Zach, if you just don't to some extent. I, I know this is going to sound so stupid. I don't know if you make Jalen Milrow beat you with intermediate throws. Saying, hey, we're going to take away everything deep. It's what you want to do anyway. We're going to, you're going to have to, you're going to have to prove to us that you can beat us by throwing intermediate because we know you can throw it 45, 50 yards. I, I mean, it's basically what A&M did. And, you know, Velcro had Jim, Jim, Jimbo just screwed the pooch. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you a crazy – maybe not a crazy – all right, I won't ask you. Hit me. Okay, you want the, you want a crazy question? Always, man. Is this bigger because of all the deficiencies around Jaden if he goes in here – in reference to Heisman. Let me, let me start off. In reference okay. to Heisman, I feel like going on the road, okay, and beating Alabama with the deficiencies that this team has – I'm not going to say it's in a bigger accomplishment than what Burrow did. I cannot say that. I'm not going to go there. I'm not, I can't do that. But, man, if it's not damn near equal, like if he can find a way to pull this off, regardless if the score is 9-6, to six, I don't think it really matters, okay? You can't give Michael Penix Jr. one of those and not give Jane Daniels one. Yep. Is it crazy for me to say, like, this is the biggest obstacle that – uh, like because with everything on the line, I feel like he's going to have to play just as perfect as he's been doing the last seven weeks. Without a doubt, this is the one. Like this is your Heisman moment. This is your chance. Obviously, he's top three in the running right now. Right. Somehow, JJ McCarthy's on top. I will not discuss. I will not talk about that. But somehow, JJ McCarthy has the best odds right now. It doesn't make sense to me. But look, for Jaden Daniels, this is it. This is your make or break moment. This is this is your Heisman moment. If you can go in there and obviously take down Bama in Tuscaloosa, given your defense is so it, – it's going to be a tough day with, with, with these freshmen. So if, if Jaden Dance can go in there, hang, you're probably going to need 40. You're going to need a lot of points. If he can go in there, handle business, and, and do what he needs to do, look, it, it's the biggest – it's probably one of the biggest games of his career. and He's going to have to go out there and handle business. They're going to have to get to 40, man. They're going to have to get – I mean, if, if – what was the Texas score? Like they got to 35-38. Right, mm-hmm. like something somewhere around there, you're gonna have to get in the forties. Like I, I, I don't, I don't know if Alabama, even on this defense, can score forty. I, I had, I'd have to see them score forty, you know. But there come, there just comes a, a part in time where I'm just, I'm asking myself the question, like, hey man, you're gonna have to go off. You're gonna have to go crazy like you did last time. You're gonna have to look. I know, uh, Zach, and I said this last night. I know that people say that you don't want. Jane Daniels running all the time. If you want to win this when he's got to do everything humanly possible to go out there and win. Like if he runs the ball 17 times, so be it. Okay. Like maybe you can, I, I feel more comfortable if he's got to sit out a game against Florida than, you know, like mm-hmm. Garrett can come in and do some things. Cause that team is not offensively sound either. I, I just, he, he's going to have to go off is, is where I sit with it. Anything else Brian Kelly said today, Zach, that, that you took and was like, Man, either good or bad, but you kind of just stood out to you? Just that injury report, really, the the availability report. It's the main takeaway for everybody 
within the space. Just, you know, Deuce Chestnut, Denver Harris, like I said, Makai Wingo, Zion Alexander, just all of that as one is is pretty much the major takeaway. It doesn't get much bigger than that. Bernard Causey committed today. Um, you know, it's funny. A lot of people, when I tweeted it out, and I know that you did, were saying stuff about his weight. And I'm like, guys, you do know that Greedy was 6'1", 166 when he committed, right? Like, I mean, you really don't think he won't gain 20 pounds when he hits campus? I mean, come on. I love the tape. I love Cossie's tape. I, I'm really – I like what he brings to the table. He's long. He's lanky. He has, the obviously, the frame to put on size. He's a New Orleans native, so when you know I'm, I'm a New Orleans native too. So I gotta I gotta rep it in some type of way. I love I love what he brings to the table. Um, I really think he has a chance to be a key piece to what this class does. And obviously, you're seeing a lot of shuffling within you know the cornerback room within this 2024 class. You lost Andre Evans. You might see some more shakeup in the next couple of weeks potentially. But to go out and add somebody like PJ Woodland, Bernard Cossey to kind of like fill the voids. Look, I don't think it's I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. I'm I'm really high on what he brings to the to this team, to this 2024 class. Just to emphasize, because I see the the chat. Yeah, we've watched, I mean, I've watched Bama. I, I mean, I'm assuming, Zach, you have too. Oh, yeah. They are beating teams by beating them deep and playing elite defense. Do I think you can score on them? Yeah, but when you, I mean, Zach, I, I, just for me, and I'm just going to speak for me, I do think it's a worry when you say three corners and, and the Terrence Welsh, you, the last time we... Zach, they, they threw out and, and this is not a shot at Jeremiah Hughes when I say it like this. Right. Zion Alexander went down. Jeremiah Hughes was the guy that they ran out there, a guy that we had not seen all year. Okay. Right. Like that's how de I don't want to say desperate, but how it felt like, hey man, we hadn't seen this guy all year. He's the first guy that you run out there. I'm not saying Jeremiah's not a good player. I thought he looked pretty pretty good. I hear I hear exactly what you're saying. Okay. It's not like we're sitting out here and saying like it's not like we're sitting here and saying Hughes is a bad player. It's just a matter of a guy who's so inexperienced, so young. That's your next man up. It kind of just alludes to the point that your cornerback room is in such bad shape that you're going to somebody in a tremendous time of need who hasn't has no experience. He's very young on the scene. It's really just about it. I mean, I'm, we can't sit here and rag on somebody like Jeremiah Hughes because he's a talented player and he has tremendous upside. But when you don't have savvy veterans in your locker room to come in when you need them most, it's 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 worrisome. And obviously, going into Tuscaloosa, you're going to be rocking with these youngsters. So, look, I, assuming at this point in time that that's the case, we'll see. But obviously, it, it's, it's a point of concern. And you're 100% hot spot on. You're trying to watch your words a little bit too much. I hear exactly what you're saying. Well, it's it's not that I don't think LSU can't win. I, I literally started off the whole half of the show saying I think that yeah. they still can win and will win. My whole oh, yeah. point is, is when you talk about an Alabama team, okay, that – I don't give a shit what they looked like against South Florida, okay? Because it, yeah. if you've gotten better, so have they also have gotten better, okay? So, look, it is what it is. All right, one quick one before I get you out of here. Army, anything that you walked away from that game and or a couple things you walked away from that game saying that you liked the most? Dude, the second level of defense was fantastic to me. I think Omar Spates played really well. Harold Perkins always does his thing, and Greg Penn is such a good communicator. You know, the box score might not show tremendous numbers for somebody like Greg Penn III, but, you know, what he does on the field is, is impressive. When you talk to guys like Whit Weeks, even Omar Spates, they talk just about how much Greg Penn means to this team. So, like I said, even though the box score might not have said much, his communication is what helped limit that triple option. Of course, Army, all the respect in the world to that team, but it's an inferior opponent, so they handled business as they should have. 
But to me, the major takeaway was that second level of defense, kind of handling business, doing what they needed to do. Omar Spates coming up with a really good game. I think he had nine total tackles. Yeah, so led the team. It was, really, it was a really good day at the office for Omar Spates. And then Andre Sam, look, he could have had four interceptions. Obviously, the ball didn't roll his way every single time, and he ended up with two picks, a pass breakup. But to me, man, Andre Sam's been one of your more reliable you know, players in the secondary. Certainly, inconsistency plagues him at times. But when he's on, he's on. And he gives me that, you know, that Louisiana flair, that guy that you want in the secondary. And to me, that was a major takeaway against Army. I don't have anything to say about the offense just because they did what they were supposed to do. They hung 62 points on a team that they should have hung 62 points on. The defense stole the show for me. I love what that second level of defense did, and I love what Andre Sam did. I, well, I, so I walked away personally, Zach, just saying to myself, like, hey, man, normally you don't get up for these type of games. You know, like mm-hmm. normally you kind of just lollygag around, and they didn't. Right, and then it's the simple nature that they run the ball as much with a running clock constantly, right? Mm-hmm. And then you're able to put up that many. Po- I didn't know if they'd have the time to put up that many points. It's not that they can't, the you know, but I didn't know if they'd have the time because look, if they get a first down, it's not they can three yards in a cloud of dust you the whole way down the field. It's probably what they should have done, um, but, but I guess they had different plans. That's right. why my score prediction was what it was. I didn't think we'd get the 62 points. But God, what was your score prediction? I, I I didn't see it. What was your score prediction? 40, like 42 to 10, 45 to 10. Something I was around, around I the same think 62 thing. 62 would be on there. But I just didn't look, think they they'd give really- enough possessions. You know what I mean? Like, I just didn't Agreed. think they'd be able to get that to that much. Uh, what, I lied. One last thing for you. I know that there is a lot going on with Michigan. Michigan. Okay. From you, you've been in the business long enough. When you see something like that being reported, what was your first take about Michigan when you saw that and Ross Dellinger and them reporting about the the sign signals and stealing them and all that? Ross is fantastic at his job, so I usually don't question much that he puts out there. Obviously, at the time, I was sitting there thinking, like, what are the you know the details of this? Like, are they actually is this actually a thing? And then more things broke. There were photos. There were details about him purchasing tickets, that, that being the Michigan staffer. So, look, when I see a situation like that, I just kind of put my head down and just shake my head and just say, what the hell? Like, you're such a powerhouse program. Do you really need to go to those lengths to beat teams? But at the end of the day, I feel like there's so many more details that are going to emerge to kind of tell the story on that, that, you know, we'll know a little bit more information. But at this time, it's it's a little, you know, vague. We I feel like we need to know a little bit more. But nonetheless, just a weird situation happening up in uh, Ann Arbor very weird and you do have Bryce Underwood that you know I'm not going to comment on that but I like <laughs> I like I like what you're thinking I like what you're why, thinking Why why aren't you going to comment Cuz I like what you're saying Okay no I got you I got you I got you All right Zach Nagy LSU Country Sports Illustrated Uh thank you so much for joining the show man You know I love having I you on here I appreciate it. Again, congratulations on the six years. You always kill the game. Thanks, man. Don't we'll talk to you. So we'll talk to you next week. We'll see you then. We'll do it. Cool. Hit me up. That's Zach Nagy, LSU Country. Let's talk about our good friend. Let's do this again. Let's talk about our good friend uh Steve Bean over at Bayou Bowl to go. But my good friend John Patton over at GMFS Mortgage. If you're buying a new home, saving money on the mortgage that you have now. Or you need a cash out refi. The timing has never been better. Look, I know interest rates are sky high. But if you do have a high interest rate, call John. He can give you a con- he can consult with you. He can talk to you. He can tell you what you do and do not need to do. Call him today at 225-614-1234. That's 225-614-1234. Let him know that Blake 
at AYS since you own Bob. Bayou Daiquiri's at Bayou Bowling Go is owned and operated locally by Steve and Lisa Bean. You can find them at 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington, Louisiana. That's 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington. The North Shore's first crawfish drive-thru is about to step it up another notch by bringing you drive-thru daiquiris as well. You can call in your order today at 985-888-1914. 985-888-1914. Cause you know what? Daiquiris and crawfish. It's a Louisiana thing. Around your SEC, we go. All right. So we have not been bad in the SEC picks. Overall has not been fantastic. Uh <laughs> I mean, we're 30, uh, 35 and 22 or 35 and 28, something like that on Rafino and Joe show. But SEC is actually a lot better uh, than that. So let's go through it. South Carolina and Texas A&M at 11 a.m. or 11. It says 12 p.m., but 11 a.m., 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Look, South Carolina is really a really bad football team offensively. They're worse than what they could be even – I don't want to say they're worse than Mississippi State, but they're close to being there. Uh, South Carolina and Shane Beamer, it's been an interesting couple of weeks. He kicked the wall. He broke his foot. Jimbo coming off back-to-back really bad losses. Does he get things rolling? He's got a softer opponent. I do like A&M here. Because of their D-line, they have a couple weeks to uh, uh, get some things rolling. Can they? But... At the same token, it's also Jimbo. So, like, if I am betting on this game, I'm not taking any points for anybody. I am going to take the money line for AM. I don't trust Jimbo as far as he can throw his Velcro uh, hat. I, I'm not doing it. Do I think they're the better team? Yeah. Do I actually, even though Jimbo is a Rudy Pooh at times and still will probably be continued to be a Rudy Pooh wherever he goes in reference to coaching, I still think he's a better coach than Shane Beamer, to be real with you, this year. I just Maybe I'm stupid, but look, Jimbo's a lot of things, but Shane Beamer's out here kicking walls and admitted to it, admitting to it. They are a bad football team. I hate to say that, but it is what it is. It is what it is. Georgia and Florida, the largest cocktail party. Um, look, a lot is being said or made of Georgia uh, and just the simple nature of Brock Bowers being out but do you really trust Billy in this game to come out with a win because I don't like I I don't I don't I think Georgia it's kind of a lot of the same take I just think they're the overall better coach team I think they're the overall better team in general Brock Bowers or not I don't know if I see a scenario. I I just can't in my mind envision a scenario where Florida just outright wins. Like, I I can't see it. Now, obviously, if Carson Beck goes around and starts turning the football over and throwing interceptions, sure, they can lose, right? Like, 1,000% they can lose. Just don't – I just don't see that happening. Because if he threw two picks, you know what, he, what Kirby's going to do. Kirby's going to line up, and he's going to run the football, and he's going to find a way to play good defense. <laughs> Just don't know if I see a scenario where 
they lose that football game. Give me Georgia. Mississippi State and Auburn, that game is at Auburn. So as crazy as this sounds, and I know Mississippi State only scored seven points, I'm still going Auburn. Um, I just think Mississippi State might be the worst team not named Vanderbilt in the league. Therefore, give me Auburn. Tennessee and Kentucky. So this is a little bit of a bounce back game for kind of both programs to some extent. Kentucky having a bad performance against Georgia. You got Tennessee who's coming off of the loss on the road to Alabama. Um, Why do I want to lean Kentucky in this one? I I want to because it's in Kroger. But I'm not. Give me Tennessee. Give me the Vols. Devin Leary, guys, is statistically the worst quarterback in the SEC. He can't hit open receivers. He it, The offense is clunky. They If they cannot run the ball effectively, they're not going to win anything. I still think that D-line for Tennessee, who was in the top 10, actually top five in tackles for a loss, sacks, and tackles before the five-yard line in the running game as a whole. <sighs> even though I don't trust Joe Milton, I don't trust De- I don't trust Leary even more. I- I'm going to go with the Vols. I do think that Josh Heupel can get this team to bounce back. But if Kentucky were to win, it also wouldn't really surprise me. I'm kind of like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. All right. Vanderbilt and Ole Miss. Who in the Rudy Poo do you think I'm picking there? Now, what's interesting, what's very interesting here, we're not going to be nine weeks into the season or are nine weeks into the season. And Ole Miss is going to be eight and one. Do I think Ole Miss has gotten better from a year ago, how they are offensively? Have they hit a little bit of a stride? Yeah. But we're going to look up next week on November the 4th. Now, I don't remember. Let me look at this really quickly. Um, week 10, I, Ole Miss. Week 10, Ole Miss plays A&M, so their schedule is about to get a little, a little bit tougher. Obviously, they're not playing Vandy. But week 11, okay, on November the 11th, Ole Miss goes to Georgia. So they do have two games here where you you look at it as an overall picture and say, okay, so they're going to be eight and one at home against a And M. Then, do you trust Jimbo to beat Ole Miss? I don't know about that. If Jimbo were to find a way to lose to South Carolina, then it's really going to get bad at a And M. You could potentially find yourself in a situation where nine and one Ole Miss on the road against ten and zero Georgia, and God willing, you go into Tuscaloosa yourself as an LSU fan and say to yourselves, "Hey, we're coming off the the win against Alabama, and to this point, okay, we we." You, Look, man, we we need Ole Miss to lose here. We need Ole, we need an Ole Miss loss at Georgia. So they're obviously, in my opinion, going to win this week. 
I do, as of right now, as we sit here on the day of our Lord of October the 24th of 2023, where I do feel favor them against A&M in a couple weeks, I do sit back and say to myself, God, that, that Ole Miss-Georgia game, that is going to be a serious one. I don't think that, that Lane can go in there and win, personally. Personally, I, I don't foresee a scenario where Lane goes in there and wins. But crazier shits happen. Lane has doesn't necessarily have the quote-unquote signature win. I know Ole Miss fans are saying that the LSU win a couple weeks ago was his signature win because if LSU does go into Tuscaloosa and beats Bama and they win the West again, or if they're second in the West, yeah, maybe. My point in ending here is this. You... They're on the track to have another regular season 10-win year because after week 11 and they play Georgia, Ole Miss plays uh, UL Monroe in week 12. And week 13, they have Mississippi State in the Egg Bowl. And then week 14, I know I think that would just be the championship games. Right. So, look, man. Favorable for them. Favorable, favorable, favorable for them. All right. I went this entire episode not talking about recruiting. I really was trying to save that for Thursday. Um, but let's make let's talk about this here very quickly. Bernard Causey out of JFK in New Orleans, a New Orleans native committed to LSU today. He was the Ole Miss pledge last night during the show. He decommitted. So then we had talked about that briefly today. Then he technically just flips his commitment. A lot like what Joe Cryer uh, did. He went up to Ole Miss. He decommitted. He came back to Louisiana. He commits to LSU. Kind of a, not in the same scenario, but Bernard Causey even tweets out today a picture with him and the entire defensive staff along with Frank Wilson. I do think the kid can play. You know what's going to happen every single time that a three-star kid commits. Well, you were going after this four-star kid. You didn't get him or he flipped, and you had to get a three-star kid. Currently, you're not in the top ten in recruiting on 247. And it freaks people out when they can't go to a ranking and say, hey, you should be here. And, and I will admit – they should be there. And I do think that they can and do have the potential to get there. Still a long time until December when it comes to recruiting standards. Basically, I mean, not two months, but two, uh, I mean, a little less than that until signing day, early signing period. They got to close. They got to get some flips. They got to get some commitments to get where they want to be. In reference to Bernard Causey, however, I do believe that the, the, the young man can really play. I thought that his film looked really good. I know he went to some camps and looked really good. 
He has the same exact body frame and same kind of style as a Gritty Williams, maybe a little bit more aggressive, even though both guys were coming into LSU at 165 pounds. I think he can cover. I also think P.J. Woodland can really cover. Brian Kelly said today and called out Robert Steeples and his team in reference to recruiting. Um, he, he, I, I don't exactly remember how he said it, but he did call him out and said, hey, we got to go get better players at that position. Um, I don't think that he was talking about the guys that they have committed. Actually, I know he's not. But it's what he said. And I think he's trying to get, you know, some of the – he's challenging his coaching staff. He's got to challenge himself too, right? Like this isn't – I just broke my pencil. This doesn't – did I freak out? Did y'all see me just freak out? That goes to him too. Like you you want to call your staff out about recruiting? I understand it. And I don't know if it was necessarily a call out, but it, it, it came off that way. Um. You gotta get in the you gotta get in the mud there too. You know what do they say? The the cleanest pig in the hog pen is usually the laziest. Maybe that's a bad analogy, another bad analogy on episode eight oh one, but it's the truth and you know it is. All right. I think a very productive show, personally. Personally, I think it's it was a very productive show. <laughs> we'll see y'all again tomorrow. Y'all have a good night. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.